welcome my friends to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely blessed day today, and I hope you guys had an awesome weekend. There's so many stories that's going on, and one thing that I wanted to bring up to everybody is we've started to see a lot of interesting situations that are happening down at the Capitol, and I'm going to reiterate myself again one more time. They are planning for something very big down there. It is not the time nor the place to go have a direct engagement with these guys. I've been getting emails all over the place on my work email. Everybody asking, what do you think? What's going on? All I know is this. This is pretty much one of the first times in my recent history that I've ever witnessed the entire Capitol grounds fenced or walled with razor wire around the entire perimeter and with this level of military support granted it is the National Guard, it is not the Army it does not matter, these guys are armed they do not have hot loadouts from what I have seen as far as ammunition loadouts but they are carrying rifles there's something brewing at the Capitol they're either trying to get ready for one of the largest false flags we've ever witnessed or they're getting everybody very well prepared to get used to the concept of martial law all over the country and I told my friend this last night we were talking about it in detail and I said isn't it interesting now how we saw the complete and total theft of our country's election system this year I mean we knew there was fraud there always has been fraud in elections that goes all the way back to the history in the 40s after World War II I said but this is the first time we saw blatant disregard for election rules complete and total thievery of the election and then at the same time a mass mass span of military force in the United States and here's my million dollar question because I have not been able to get this direct answer from anybody yet is Trump doing this or is the new administration doing this because currently right now Trump is in office granted he's been impeached but he is not I guess he's still there I don't know. This whole situation is very bizarre. There's so much theater. It's all theatrics. There's something very crazy going on in this theater that's happening right now. And so I encourage everybody, be awake, be frosty, be vigilant. Continue to stay prepared wherever you are. Continue to work with your local friends, your local families, and making sure you have preparations and security preparations in line. But it is not the time, in my opinion, to go stand out in Washington and have an armed engagement with the National Guard. There is no reason to have that happen right now as everything is starting to unfold. So I just want to kind of open with that and let everybody know, again, that is my stance on it. There's a time and a place for everything for most cases, and this is not that time. So thank you again for staying awake. Thank you again for forwarding our show. Thank you again for supporting Health Masters. And what do you think about this, Dad? Well, you know, this whole thing with Trump telling all of his patriot allies to come up to D.C., you know, a few weeks ago and march on the Capitol, which he did say that. He didn't say to break into the Capitol, but he'd say to march into the Capitol while he sat and watched it all on TV. And then he complained about how they were dressed and how they were overweight, wanted to know where all the hot women were. I mean, this is the conversation that he was having with the people who were watching the TV with him. And, you know, the problem is with this guy is he has no character. And he's been basically pushed and pushed and pushed to the point now where he has become president of the United States because they wanted him to be the president of the United States because he was going to be easily controlled. Finally, the folks 
all over the country are beginning to realize that the QAnon was a giant psychop. Like I have been telling you guys for the past four years, I never bit into any of that stuff. And I've gotten so much negative, so many negative emails. In fact, I've lost friends over QAnon. So guys, I need to ask you one more time. Please stop sending me QAnon emails. Stop sending me QAnon texts. I don't know how to ask you guys, guys that. It is a psychop that is run by the CIA. And, and we need to understand that there was another psychop that was run just like that by the Soviet Union back in the, in the 20s, in the 1920s, which was called Operation Trust. And it was the exact same format that they're using with the QAnon psychop. And we need to understand that this entire thing has been made to mess with us, to make us think that there was this underlying group of people in the military and in the executive office with Trump that had our best interests at heart. And it was all being used just like it was used 100 years ago by Antifa and all the rest of these guys and the Russians and the Rothschilds who did all this to stop people from talking about the truth. This is why they've come in now and taken so many social media people offline. They took us off YouTube three years ago. We were one of the first people to be taken off of YouTube. And, and people need to understand, everybody needs to understand, that this is what they're trying to do to everybody. Now they're attacking podcasts. And they're saying, hey, it's the podcasts that are the problems. It's the podcasts that are allowing this, that extremists are exploiting, that's what they say, that's the word they use, they're exploiting a loophole in social moderation that are called podcasts. So now they're coming after podcasts, which is mean they're coming after the Ted and Austin Brewer show and shows like ours. But to think that Donald Trump was a person who had your best interest at heart, it's simply not true. And, and, and you know, and guys, I got sucked into this thing too four years ago. I mean, I really did. I really thought this guy could do something because it was so – they gave us two choices. They gave us Ebola or AIDS. They said, which one do you want as the president of the United States? Do you want Hillary Clinton, which is Ebola, or do you want AIDS? AIDS will kill you a little bit slower, but it's still going to kill you nonetheless. But do you want to go ahead and have Ebola or AIDS? And we thought, well, we guess we can try to figure out you know, how to live here a little bit longer, and we'll take the AIDS, and we took Trump. But the key here is behavioral repertoire. That's a key element in determining a person's actions. This is a term they use, and they taught us in the psychology program at Florida State. And what it means is if a person has the ability to do something, it's within their behavioral repertoire. If a husband or a wife has the ability to commit adultery on their spouse, that's part of their behavioral repertoire. And this is why you see so many times when a person commits adultery, it's done over and over and over again because it's part of what they're capable of doing. A behavioral repertoire is a key element in determining a person's actions. we got to realize Trump is not who he said he was. You know, He has been a fake his entire life. He was basically born into a very wealthy family. He, you know, His best friend Cohen up there in New York City was a blatant gay, open homosexual. I mean, he basically was put into multiple schools, thrown out of multiple schools. I personally believe he was a heavy-duty pot smoker when he was younger, and I believe he's got some type of arrested brain development from it. He has no moral compass. It's always about Trump. It's always about himself, and he's simply not somebody you can depend on. He makes it a sport to have sex with other men's wives to ruin their marriages just so he can chalk up another notch on his bedpost. And, you know, and I knew that Trump was not going to fall in his 
own sword and save the United States because it is not in his behavioral repertoire. You know, his behavior this past four years has been egregious. But again, it's been within his behavioral repertoire. And Austin and I saw this almost immediately after he took office. And we started calling it out. And, oh, we took the criticism for it. And we said, oh, you can't say that about Trump. He's got multidimensional chess going on. Donald Trump is the man of mans. He is the man that Q put in. And I'm on and on and on. And I kept saying, well, if he's the guy that Q put in, why is he pushing red flag gun laws in Florida? Why why is he doing that? I don't understand. And, well, he's got 175,000 sealed indictments. They're about to put everybody in jail. I'm like, well, why hasn't he prosecuted Hillary Clinton? Uh, Why hasn't he done something with that? Oh, no, you don't understand. She's going to jail. She's already been arrested. She's in Gitmo. She's locked up with Nancy Pelosi in Gitmo. And I'm like, no, they're not. You know, Obama's arrested already. No, he's not. All right. It's all a lie. And again, it's part of that Operation Trust. It's part of that. Let's get everybody believing that there's this underlying person, this underlying group that is coming to rescue you. They're the Calvary coming in. They're, you know, they're trying to save Custer and Custer's last stand. And that's us. And it's not. And again, we're trying to create a political solution for a spiritual problem. And that's why we did the show we did on Friday. Okay, that show, if you haven't heard that show on Friday, you need to listen to it. It went all the way back to basically to Noah into Genesis chapter 6 in the ancient Canaanite religions and how they affect us today. I carry the ancient Canaanite religions all the way through ancient Israel, through the Old Testament, through the Torah, to the Talmud, to the Masonic lodges, to right now and who's running the planet. And we need to understand what's going on and who these guys are. You know, they're going to put Biden into office this week. You know, and like we said with Austin said earlier, they're staging D.C. right now for a giant, giant, either false flag, get us used to being under martial law or whatever. But the Patriots aren't going to D.C. Number one, pretty much all the hotels and the streets are closed down up there. I mean, there's no place to stay, no way to get in. Razor wire, razor wire, and 10 and 12 and 14 and 15 foot fences everywhere. I mean, you know, I thought walls didn't work, Democrats. Yeah, how about that? I thought they didn't work. I thought walls were bad. You got walls everywhere. And so it doesn't make any sense to me. And yes, Donald Trump is the one right now who's in charge of this. Donald Trump is the one who's brought in the National Guard. He's the one who ordered this. He signed it, he signed it in. He's the one that did this. He's not going to rescue anybody. He, he's an absolute swine, to be honest with you. And, you know, isn't it weird that one of the top Rothschilds died last week and Sheldon Adelson died last week? You know, the Ron Paul Institute put a really good article out. I posted it on the website, and it said, Tel Aviv betrayed Trump with a new deal with Biden, and so they threw him to the dogs. Shelton Adelson and the mafia have no trouble switching sides. Of course, he's dead now by hook or crook. Pence and McConnell also betrayed Trump, and it was though Trump walked as Julius Caesar into the Roman Senate and was stabbed to death. Well, no, that's not really true, is it, from what we just said? Basically, Donald Trump is not who he said he was and not who he said he was going to be. But it's a good article nonetheless, and it said 9-11 was the prelude, and 1 January the 6th is the Holy Grail as far as what they're going to do. Now, one other interesting thing about this is 
the, but the Patriot Act, Joe Biden helped write that in 1994. Isn't that interesting? The core was written all the way back in 1994 by Joe Biden. And remember this, so important, it was based on the Enabling Act from 1933 from Nazi Germany after the Reichstag fire. So all of these things are continuing to unfold at an alarming pace right now in the United States. And we just need to stay grounded because, guys, this is a spiritual battle that we have going on. In fact, it's interesting to me because Carmen wrote me a really interesting little survey here on the on, on a text she sent me. And it was actually quite good. I'm going to read this. And it was talking about the Nazis and what happened with the Satan groups and all the people with the Viril Maidens. And he goes, now the same process is taking place now. The Kabbalists have sacrificed babies to their god Baal, which they have, or whatever the name is, the snake in a tree god. That's going to be Isof. Also, BLM is not a political movement at its roots. It's a spiritual movement. They practice Yoruba. And the three women who head up BLM are lesbian priestesses who talk to and receive guidance from demons that they connect with through their religious practices. Beyonce and Lady Gaga are supposed to perform you know, Beyonce's a Kabbalist witch, and so is Lady Gaga. They're supposed to perform at Joe Biden's inauguration. The whole inauguration is going to be an ancient Egyptian ritual of apotheosis. Biden will go into the womb of Isis, the Capitol Dome. He will be indwelt with the spirit of Isis and emerge as a quote-unquote little g-god. Both Beyonce and Lady Gaga are ushering in the spirit of the divine feminine during this unholy ritual, just as the Nazis fell under the spell of the demonic. So here we are. And you think, well, this is all crazy. This is why I did this show that we did on Friday. Because I wanted you guys to understand that this is not a battle of flesh and blood. That this is a battle against these principalities and all of these other dimensions that we talk about so much on this show. And we need to understand who these clowns are and, and what they want to do. And guys... If you understand that this thing is a is a spiritual battle, it makes a whole lot more sense. There's a really good article from the New American, and it says, After terrorizing churches, BLM witchcraft is exposed. Now, I've posted this and put this back on the website. I posted this a few months ago. And what they're doing here, and there's a pastor who's talking about this. His name's Abraham Hamilton III. He's a black pastor, very good speaker. And he says, what they are describing is their adherence to the Yoruba, Yoruba, the religion of if or whatever that IFA, to where they are summoning dead spirits. Hamilton explained before getting into more depth about the cult pagan practices. What cultures revealed, and Hammond concluded, is exactly what the Apostle Paul was referring to in Ephesians when he explained that the Christians wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness. Quoting the Bible, Hamilton also noted the link between those who sacrifice children, here we go, the demon gods such as Moloch covered this on Friday, and summoning spirits, witchcraft. Interesting, this religion, this Yoruba, were known for practicing human sacrifice until Christianity became more prevalent in Africa. The Bible is very clear about what is happening here, as consulting spirits of the dead is strictly prohibitive. In fact, under the Old Testament law revealed by God for Israel, necromancy, consulting the dead, was punishable by death. All those who do it are described as detestable to God. Multiple passages in the Old and New Testament source also suggest that supposed spirits and the necromancies and witches believe they are communicating with or sacrificing things to are in fact demons. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to post this again and let you guys realize what's happening from a 
spiritual standpoint right now in the United States with this election, with this apotheosis of Joe Biden, which, by the way, happens every time the person is basically brought into the Capitol and they have a private ceremony, in most cases, for the presidents, and they basically do the same thing through the Masonic lodges. And we need to understand that we, the people in the United States, have fallen under this deep, deep, deep spell. It's kind of like a mind-binding spell in which it says that their hearts and their eyes are blinded so they cannot see or know the truth. It's because of the sacrifices in the energy field that is being manipulated on the planet that prevents the people from seeing the truth. It is amazing to me how you could talk to people and they're so blindsided and they can't see anything. And many of these people, they basically, how should you say, blaspheme God. And one of the ways you blaspheme God is taking his name in vain. And one of the ways you take his name in vain is you contribute and attribute things of Satan to God or to the Holy Spirit. Say, what does that mean? Well, what happens is this. If, you know, God's not a child abuser. God's not going to intentionally try to kill you or to give you cancer or to cause you harm. He's not. He doesn't do that. The Lucifer does that. He comes to rob, kill, steal, and destroy by deceiving the hearts and the minds of the people, basically in the thinking that what he's doing is something that God's doing. Now, God can lift his protection from the United States or from this planet or from any individual if he chooses to do that because of what they've done or what they say or because of blasphemies or because they're taking his name in vain. And I've seen this so many times. But then people say, we're going to blame all this on God. Wait a minute. If a person is continually practicing abortion and continually blaspheming God, but yet they claim to be a Christian, which some people do, which is ludicrous, then why would God continue to protect them? I'm just asking a question. You know, I t- this is what I, t- I told this to Wayne Allen Root you know, a few weeks ago because he couldn't believe that Trump was going to be out of office. He believed that God was going to basically put Trump back in. And I said, why would God do that for the United States after we've had 70 million abortions to bail? See, that's the question I want to ask you guys. Why would God do that? I mean, I've seen so many people. They've come in and they, they believe that God's going to give them cancer or God's going to give them this or God's going to give them disease or that God's going to give their child autism or whatever. God doesn't do that. In Hebrews 10, chapter 10, verse 26, I'm going to read you part of this this morning. Now listen, and this is so important that you listen to me on this one. Hebrews 10, 26, if we deliberately keep on sinning, now that doesn't mean that we don't. What this means is we have reprobate sin in our heart and our mind. This means that we continue to deliberately sin and we don't repent before God. And what we don't do is say, God, please forgive me for what I've done. Because we all sin on a regular basis. It's we miss the mark of what God wants us to do as far as being in his divine will. But it says, if we deliberately keep on sinning, which means we have a reprobate mind, after we've received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. This is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26, and where I'm going to continue to read. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated and said, listen to this, an unholy thing of the blood of the covenant that sanctified him and who has insulted the spirit of grace. For we know that it is him who said, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, and again the Lord will judge his people. Now, you have to understand something, guys. You know, when you go out and you say things like, God gave me cancer, or you know, if it's God's will, my son's going to have this disease, or all these crazy things that people say, 
that's a type of basically belief that's called providentialism and that believes that no matter what happens no matter if it's good or bad that God did it no now God may have allowed it because he lifted his protection from you but you did it because of your words because of what you've done because of your actions that's like saying if you step out in front of a semi truck that's running 70 miles an hour and you get run over and you give the guy 10 feet to stop in the semi truck and jump out in front of him that it was God's will for you to be hit by the semi truck that's just stupidity and that's blasphemy that is not God's will that's treating as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified you you've insulted the spirit of grace you've blasphemed and you've taken God's name in vain because you've attributed the things of your flesh or of the devil to God that's not okay you can't be doing stuff like that and I've seen so many people say stuff like that and the very thing they speak about or what they were basically confessing on themselves happens to them and their family. I've seen it over and over and over again. So that's why I want to give you guys a little bit of spiritual insight this morning on this. Remember, our words create scalar waves. Scalar waves create the fabric of time-space. The fabric of time-space is created by you, by what you speak and what you believe and what you pray about. Same thing the ancients learn. It's the same thing these Kabbalists have learned when they do all these sacrifices and they create an energy field around the planet to blind the hearts and the minds of the unbeliever, or in some cases the believers, so they cannot believe or see or know the truth. This is what Q did. This is what all of these people have done over the past four years and over the past century to the point now where so many people are so confused they don't know what to believe anymore. Yesterday, my pastor friend who basically was on those drugs that caused him to have four fractured vertebrae, he's 88 years old, got on the Health Masters Protocol, stopped taking that chemotherapy drug, now he's doing great, his leukemia is basically doing great, he's basically healed. He basically is preaching again. And it was such a wonder to me to go listen to him, 88 years old, get in the pulpit, take command of the pulpit in a Baptist church yesterday, and preach a really good sermon. And I just kept saying, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, because I asked God to do a favor for me and to heal him. And Pastor Wade's doing great. But here's the thing, guys. Yesterday he said in the service, he said, I'm a fundamental Baptist preacher, and I'm paraphrasing what he said. I'm a fundamentalist Baptist preacher who preaches and tells the truth to the people of the church. I'm old school. And I yelled, Amen. And there's a couple hundred people there. And one other person had a little wimpy Amen at the front, and that was it. Nobody else said Amen. Nobody else encouraged him. Nobody else supported what he said. Why is that? Because the churches, and it's not just the Baptist churches, because I'm not just picking on Baptist churches, the Protestant churches, the Catholic churches, all of these churches, many of them have come under the spell now of this new world order. They've come under the spell of this Kabbalist mess. Many of them endorse abortion. Many of them endorse homosexuality. Many of them have walked away from what the word of God has said, and they've treated it as an unholy thing, the blood of the covenant that sanctified them, and they've insulted the spirit of grace, just like it says in Hebrews chapter 10. We can't allow ourselves to do that. We've got to stand firm in the word. We can't attribute the things of Satan to God and say, oh, God did this to us. God did not do this to the United States of America with what we're dealing with right now. We did 70 million abortions to bail. We did it to ourselves. Now, you and me, many of us, listen to this show and who try to preach the truth we weren't personally involved in this and we've stood against it and fought against it 
but the country and aggregate has allowed this to happen. We see Black Lives Matter people all over the country, and I just told you that the head of Black Lives Matter is directly involved in Satan worship. I, I, I try to explain this, and people don't understand. People go, oh, your, your, your show's too religious. It talks about Jesus all the time. No, it has to talk about Jesus all the time, because without Jesus, we have no hope. The other day, I had a text come in from a young fellow, and he goes, I want to thank you so much. You taught me how to be a Christian, and you taught me how to be a man. I'm going to repeat that. You taught me how to be a Christian. You taught me how to be a man. We don't have the leadership in our families anymore because of the Frankfurt School and because of what it's done and because of feminism. We've taken the leadership of men out of the family unit. And so the young men don't know anymore. They don't have any direction. They don't have any guidance. They don't have any hope. They're scared to talk to girls. They're scared. They're scared to talk to girls. They could text them on, you know, on Instagram or they could do whatever they want to do or contact them through social media. But when it comes face to face, they're scared because we've stopped raising little Americans and we've stopped raising little men and we've stopped raising little Christian men. It's so important that we continue to do that, guys. It is so important that we try to reverse the course and go back to what God wants us to be. Because, you know, without Christ in our lives, you know, there is no hope. And that, that's why you should call his name Jesus, because he's the Lamb of God. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the Counselor. He's the Good Shepherd. He's the Savior. He's the Redeemer. And he's the Deliverer. And if you mess up, which we all do, we all mess up, confess your sins unto the Lord, and he will forgive you. He will. But you can't get to the point where you're reprobate. And this is what I, I talked about this last week with the Democrats. How can you be a Democrat when the Party, party platform promotes homosexuality and promotes abortion and they claim to be a Christian on top of that. I'm just asking the question. Well, you don't understand the Democrats have done a lot more for us than the Republicans have. Okay, whatever. Then call yourself an independent. Whatever. But don't be putting labels on yourself when that label puts you into a category with all of these other people that do all of these horrible things. It's just not okay. And that's why I've been so adamant. That's why I told you guys now, I'm an independent. I don't, I don't follow either one of those parties anymore. Why? Because I've seen too much trash from both sides. That's the truth, guys. I've warned you about Donald Trump, and here we are. I mean, he's, not, he's not going out with a bang. He's going out with a whimper. He's not even going to be at the inauguration. He's skulking off down to Palm Beach. You know, I wish he wasn't in our state. Blech. It was an awful person. But the reality is, guys... We have to put our hope on our faith and our trust in Christ. We need a revival. We need a revival. We need an old-time revival to bring the people back to repentance. And our churches have to pick up the mantle here, and they have to pick up the torch, and they've got to start talking about current events. They have to. They have to, they have to stop pretending like it's okay and it's back to normal. Guys, they took your church going to church ability away from you. They took Easter away from you. They took Christmas away from you. They're doing everything they possibly can to destroy the very fabric of Christianity, which is the fabric of Western civilization, right now in front of you as a pastor, and yet you refuse to say anything about it from the pulpit because you're scared. Pastors, please wake up. Please. Layman, if you're in the church, please go talk to your pastor. Tell them to wake up. 
If they won't do it on a Sunday morning service, have a service at your church on Friday night or Saturday night and say, okay, this is not a sanctioned event if you want to hide behind that for the church, but we're letting this person use this facility to speak. You guys need to come hear him. Do something. Don't just sit here and watch it happen and fold your hands and go, ho-hum, ho-hum, God is doing this to us because God is not doing this to us. He's not. This is an act of Lucifer. He's the one who comes to rob, kill, steal, and destroy. And please stop attributing the acts and what Lucifer is doing to God. God doesn't do this, but he will lift his protection. He will do that. It's, it's kind of like this. If you've got a brat kid, and the kid keeps running out and doing drugs, keeps running out and wrecking your cars, keeps running out running out and doing all this stuff, and finally the kid turns 18 and you go, I've had enough. I've had enough. Now you're going to move out. So the kid moves out, thinks he knows everything. Well, he's still wrecking the cars, but now he doesn't have a car anymore. He's still doing the crazy stuff. He doesn't have a car. That's not the parent's fault. The parents didn't do that. The kid did this. Okay? He's following the ways of Baal or Lucifer or Moloch or whatever he's doing or just making stupid decisions of the flesh. But you don't want to blame the parents for that unless the parents taught him how to do all of that. Now, if the kid is basically smoking dope with the parents when he's eight years old, well, there's a problem, right? That's Again, that's the parents' fault at that point. But don't attribute the things that Lucifer is doing and that we've caused through abortion in this country to God because God wants nothing to do with it. just thought I'd mention that this morning. Austin, what do you think? No, that's, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Bud, because, I mean, we, we've seen a lot of that now lately where, you know, it's kind of a scapegoat to blame it on God and as you said it's it's absolutely ridiculous and I'm to the point now as far as especially I got so many emails over the weekend and the end of last week about you know Trump had already signed the Insurrection Act and that all of these individuals are going to be arrested this week and it just I mean you got you guys have heard this spiel I mean it's it's over with we're done with the nonsense with Q it's time now to put up or shut up when we're dealing with what's going on over here now with this current administration and we're going to have to figure out how far we're willing to comply because this is where a lot of the stuff comes down to and this is what's been ironic to me is that it comes down to compliance and submission when somebody tells you you have to do something if you comply you're consenting to what they're telling you to do de facto consenting it was interesting over the weekend I was down in Palm Beach, Miami area. I had to run down there for some vehicle business. And we, I stayed at a hotel, real, you know, nice hotel on the water. And, of course, down in Palm Beach area, Miami area, they're completely and totally obsessed with masks. I mean, obsessed with masks to the point of lunacy because it's, it makes no sense. So I'm I'm in this hotel and I've, I've like you know kind of ducked out of certain areas. People told me to wear a mask and I just kind of ignore them and walk off. And people say do this and you need to wear a mask and I just kind of hey take a mask, put it in my hand. And what I found out, able to do just a tidbit, is I had a bottle of water that I kept filled because I drink a lot of water anyways. And I would hold the bottle of water and my mask in the same hand. So I'd sit there and walk around the bottle of water. And I would drink it as I did as I, if you, anybody's around me you know I drink a lot of water I like to stay hydrated and so I'd repeatedly have staff walk by and say sir you need to wear a mask and I said I'm drinking water and I just walk away and they wouldn't say anything about it because apparently you know when you're drinking or eating COVID can't get you you know as soon as you stand up or as soon as you move 
COVID's on you. But when you're eating or drinking, COVID can't get you. And I was sitting there. One of my buddies was down there with me, and we went to the, the buffet. And so I did the same thing. Multiple people. You need to wear a mask. And I said, I'm drinking water. Leave me alone. I'm thirsty. Oh, okay. We need to put a mask when you're done. I'm not done. Okay. So it's funny because there's big breakfast. I mean, there's, there's, there's people everywhere. There's tables everywhere. And everybody at the tables, obviously, has their mask off. They're eating, drinking, laughing, talking, being merry, enjoying their breakfast. But, of course, when you stand up and you walk 10 feet over to this buffet where there's plexiglass and you can grab a plate of food, you have to wear a mask. Now, when you sit back down 10 feet away from that, you, have to put, you can take your mask off and eat. And I was sitting there, and I just started giggling. I started giggling, just just laughing. And everybody, you know, in the restaurants, like looking at me, just like, oh, oh, there's somebody laughing. That is unacceptable behavior. You cannot laugh at a table. This is COVID. Just be serious. And of course, nobody said anything to me because I didn't look like I was really in the mood to be talked to. And I was just laughing, and the irony of how stupid these idiotic regulations and mandates are. I mean, you cannot say anything other than idiotic and stupid. That's what these regulations are. And I looked at my buddy and I said, do you see the irony here of how compliant the American populace is? And he goes, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. I said, no, it's, it's blind compliance. This is exactly why they did it last year. They wanted to get everybody as compliant as they could so when they stole the election, everybody just sat back and dealt with it. When they came in now and they're bringing in 25,000 National Guard troops to guard the Capitol building, everybody just goes along with it. Even though they contradict themselves literally every single step of the way. We had D.C. on fire last June. On fire. Vehicles on fire. Buildings on fire. Riots everywhere. Because the BLM terrorists and Antifa terrorists wanted to prove their point that they could burn down houses and cars and buildings and businesses. And I didn't see one single National Guard guarding the Capitol at all. I especially didn't see razor wire perimeter around the entire Capitol at all. So what is happening right now? Is they Are they really that scared of the Patriots? Or is this a prelude to a martial law? I saw an article from Zero Hedge earlier, I was reading it why Dad was actually talking and it was discussing how a lot of these so-called militia guys and so-called basically, you know, patriot boys are going to all these capital buildings all around the country now, in the photos I'm seeing, some of them are wearing Black Lives Matter t-shirts <laughs> I don't even get that so I mean I, I'm not even going to get into that, whatever so they're going around to these Capitol buildings. And I, I understand the sentiment. I get it. I get it. We're not going to sit back and take what's happening. And I fully agree with that. But on the other hand, too, don't you find it odd that we've seen this show of force in the Capitol? Does anybody else see a prelude to what's probably about to happen? That you're going to start seeing this? I think in Ohio, they called in, what, 500 National Guard members now? I was reading earlier. Like 500 in Ohio Capitol building now. Now I think they're talking about bringing it in Texas, bringing more National Guard to the Capitol building. What are they going to start doing here soon? Are they going to start bringing National Guard and razor wire to every single Capitol in the entire country? High probability may look like that, guys. Why would they be doing that? Because they want, again, to get people conditioned and compliant 
with military being on the street, razor wire around your building so that the politicians have zero, zero accountability. Because when it reaches a point to when the politicians that make laws that are unjust, unlawful, and unconstitutional, it is a duty of the patriots to stand up and say, no, 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 no. This isn't okay. We're not going to comply to this. We're not going to listen to unlawful, basically, commands. And so why in the world are they becoming so aggressive with the military? Why in the world are they becoming so aggressive with razor wire at the Capitol building? I personally think it's a show of force to get people conditioned exactly like people have been conditioned with masks, exactly like people have been conditioned with social distancing, exactly like people have been conditioned with staying home and shutting down their business. It's conditioning. The human psyche is very easily manipulated if you know how to do so. It really is for the vast majority of people. You can manipulate people very easily if you want to do so. And we're seeing that exact thing happen right now in the United States as we're doing the show. People have been manipulated all last year in complying. And masks were the key instrumental tool, in my opinion, in getting people to become very submissive and very compliant. And so again... I encourage you, don't comply. Civil disobedience is one of the most effective tools known to man in making sure an oppressive regime or tyrannic government understands that you are not going to listen to them. Just like calling up your senators, your congress, your politicians, your representatives, emailing them. I do that all the time. We're doing that again now here in Florida. I'm getting another round of emails together because of this Florida Senate Bill SB 370, the assault weapons and large capacity magazine ban. This, this is a horrific bill down here in Florida. I mean, I don't think it'll go through because, you know, we have a pretty, pretty conservative state still. But I don't know. It's obviously something they want to get done. And I was reading through the bill earlier. This is why I encourage everybody. If you like Florida, you like what we represent, you like living down here, you like vacationing down here, you need to contact your senators. You need to make your voice heard on this. Because one thing that was interesting, I was reading about it, is it was going through all the list of other crimes that if they are committed while you're in possession of a large capacity magazine or a assault weapon, which is so stupid, an assault weapon, they're terming, they're defining in this bill, is any firearm that can accept larger than a 10-round magazine. I kid you not. That is how bold this bill is. And it goes on to say, like, aircraft piracy, arson, escape. I mean, all, all these really weird felony charges of, you know, so a lot of them are bad, don't get me wrong. And it's saying that if anybody commits one of these crimes in possession of a semi-automatic firearm and a high-capacity magazine, they will be sentenced to a minimum term of 15 years in prison. 15 years in prison. I'm not joking. Minimum. Mandatory minimum sentencing of 15 years in prison if you commit any of these lists of crimes while in possession of an assault weapon with a large capacity magazine. Now, again, most of these crimes are horrible. I mean, there's some kind of arson. I mean, all this stuff. I mean, but here's my my take on this. How easy, once this bill is in place, is it to start charging patriots with completely and totally erroneous crimes as soon as they're caught with a illegal weapon? My stance on this, and I will continue to say this until I'm blue in the face, 
never disarm. If the American populace ever allows themselves to have their firearms stripped of them, it will be the very end of America. And I mean the end of America. America, the United States, will cease to exist. Not our just way of life. Not the old way of thinking will be gone. No, I mean the entire construct, the entire idea, the entire fundamentals of the United States of America will cease to exist if we ever give up our firearms or cease to be armed. And I mean that very directly, my friends. And in my opinion, this is another reason why they've been getting everybody so compliant with the masks and the mandates is they're getting people's will to be broken. If they can break the back of the United States and make people so scared to go outside that they're going to strap a face diaper on just to walk down the street, they can pretty much get the American populace to do anything. And that includes giving up their guns for any reason that they tell them. And that is why I've told everybody, be very, very alert right now for a false flag. And I mean that sincerely. Be very alert. I don't mean live in fear, because God has not given us a spirit of fear. But be very alert when you go out, or if you go to these rallies, or these protests that are coming up. Because I know a lot of people are going to go to them, and some of them I have supported. But be alert and aware that there's a high probability they're going to have a massive false flag. I'm talking like a 9-11 2.0 again. And this time, it won't be blamed on Osama bin Laden. There's no need to invade the Middle East anymore. The bankers already own it. The international bankers already control the Middle East. They already have a central bank over there. We don't need a reason to invade the Middle East any there, over anymore. We already own it. One thing that we do need to do, as far as the globalist elite, is they need to disarm the United States, and they need to make sure that everything is blamed on the patriots and the constitutionalists in this country, including the white Christian nationalists, as they now have deemed us. So again, I reiterate, continue to stay awake and stay frosty. Be very aware of this anywhere you go, any rally you go to, any way you're doing things, make sure you understand how it's going to be reflected on the Patriots and be very alert for false flags and other incidences of that nature that are probably going to be happening in the very near future. That is my opinion, and that is also my belief on what's happening right now, Dad. What do you think? Uh, I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, the Middle East is owned by the international bankers. It's part of the greater Israeli program that got started back in the 90s. It's been pushed through APAC and pushed through ADL and pushed through our Congress. I mean, it's been pushed through. I mean, Donald Trump gave away Palestine to the Jews, to Israel, and he didn't even own it. I mean, it's the craziest thing. I mean, signing the executive order to it. I mean, the West Bank. I mean, where does this, I mean, where does he come off saying this stuff? I mean, the whole thing is just messed up. But it's our Second Amendment right that has kept this country from completely and totally coming apart by the seams. But what yep. they're doing it is exactly what Austin just said. They're passing laws to chip away, chip away, chip away. Look at the NRA. It just declared bankruptcy because of all the lawsuits against it. Now it plans to reincorporate in Texas. And the NRA at the top levels has become corrupt. I mean, we've seen that. And you think, well, that's awful. Well, I know it's awful. But it's because any organization like that that increases levels of management, it's called the Peter Principle, increases inefficiency, and you start getting people in there who don't have the same core beliefs of the NRA to, quote-unquote, run the place better. And also they start doing funky things as far as the NRA is concerned. And also they start doing things that causing them to be sued. And now they're basically ending up with bankruptcy. And now they're going to leave New York, which they should have never been there anyhow. And now they're going to Texas. They're going to reincorporate in Texas to try to avoid all of these lawsuits against the company itself 
And so rather than just dealing with litigation forever, they're just going to file bankruptcy and walk away and start it over again in Texas, which is not necessarily a bad idea as far as lawsuits are concerned. But the reality is, is why has this happened? The, this is an article. The National Rifle Association announced Friday it has filed for bankruptcy protection and will seek to incorporate the nation's most politically influential gun rights group in Texas instead of New York, where a state lawsuit is trying to put the organization out of business. The announcement came months after New York Attorney General Lieta James sued the NRA, seeking its dissolution over claims the top executives illegally diverted tens of millions of dollars for lavish personal trips, no-show contracts for associates, and other questionable expenditures. The coronavirus pandemic has also upended the NRA, which last year laid off dozens of employees. The group canceled its national convention and scuttled fundraising. The NRA's bankruptcy filing listed between $100 million and $500 million in assets, between $100 million and $500 million in liabilities. I mean, how did they get so much in debt? Still, the NRA claimed to be announcing the move that the organization was in the strongest financial condition in years. What the heck does that even mean? The NRA filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in federal court in Dallas and said it planned to incorporate in Texas where records show it formed a limited liability corporation, you know, in November of 2020. In its filing, the NRA said its longtime leader, Executive Vice President Wayne LaPierre, made the decision to file bankruptcy protection in consultation with the committee of three NRA officials formed in September to oversee its legal strategies. The NRA board voted January the 7th to clarify LePierre's employment agreement, giving him the power to reorganize or restructure the affairs of the organization. And again, the NRA has been an absolute, you know, dam against the assault of the Second Amendment in the past, you know, 50, 60, 70 years. But it's becoming more and more compromised and becoming more and more, how should I say, messed up. But the international bankers aren't going to stop. Remember, if they know the NRA is basically the group that is preventing the loss of our Second Amendment rights, they're going to do everything to discredit the NRA and everything to destroy the NRA internally. And they put these sleeper people in. Now, finally, all media is waking up to what we have been telling you for years and years and years, that there's a lot of alt media out there that is Operation Mockingbird that is giving you bad information and there are a lot of people like these folks that have infiltrated the NRA, which are causing them to do really bad things, make really bad decisions in order to undermine the NRA. We see this over and over and over again in alt media. I mean, the amount of disinformation that has come out in the past two to three weeks to calm the patriots down, to make people believe that something's still going to happen is unprecedented. The problem is, is it's fake. And this fake information is going to start causing problems with the governmental agencies. And what's going to happen? They're going to come in and start regulating podcasts. They're going to start coming in and regulating First Amendment freedom of speech rights. They're going to start coming in and saying, oh, you can't say this unless you've got two or three sources or references, blah, 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 or we're going to take you off the air, or we're going to file charges on you, criminal charges, that you've put out bad information. That's where this is going, guys. Because so many podcasts have allowed themselves, in some most of the cases intentionally, to be honest with you guys, to become information disinformation agents. Many of them are on CIA payroll. Look at Penacek. Look at Penacek. Can the guy ever tell the truth? I mean, I personally believe he's 
involved in deep state or he wouldn't be going out and saying all of this stuff. And look at the organizations that and the podcasts that continually put him on the air. I mean, what the heck? Can the guy ever get anything right? I see, and this is the problem that we run into, is that disinformation is absolutely everywhere. Guys, look at Joe Biden, what he's fixing to do right now. He's fixing to sign a bill as soon as he gets in, immediately to Congress, that would offer citizenship to 11 million illegals. But don't you remember that Donald Trump had these giant caravans of illegals coming into the United States under his administration, too? He didn't stop illegal immigration. You know, now they're saying that Biden's going to offer these guys citizenship. Now there's another huge caravan heading towards the United States thinking that Biden's going to just let them come in. And quite frankly, if I lived in one of those third world horrible countries down in South America or Central America, and I knew that I could come to the United States and basically get out from underneath these unbelievably corrupt regimes, I would do everything I could to bring me and my family to the United States too. But we have legal immigration policies that allow you to come in legally. My mom did that in 1952 from Germany. Now, mind you, it's difficult, and that whole policy needs to be reformed, and we need to streamline it and get rid of all of the red tape. Again, the Peter Principle. But the reality is it's there, and you just can't be bringing in millions and millions and millions of more illegals. Every time we try to get something done at the house, whether we try to have a shingle repaired or sheetrock repaired or plumbing repaired or electrical repair, the guys show up and they're illegals. They don't even speak English. You've got to get a doggone dictionary out with Google Translate to tell them what you want to do. It's awful. And all of the people in the United States that were basically working in these different fields have either quit or gone to other fields because they can't compete with the labor prices. And then what ends up happening, they come in. We have like this Hispanic sheetrock mafia in Florida, in Central Florida. It's all run via the illegals and the illegal cartels that come in and do the sheetrock repair and sheetrock in new houses. And you can't even get them to come outside of their little mafiosa group unless it's on the side in order to get a price from them because it's being completely controlled. Because again, what happens is once they take over the industry, then they can jack up the price as high as they want. I mean, construction prices in Florida have gone through the roof again like they did in 2007. And it's happening all over the country because of the low interest rates. If it wasn't for the construction industry, the entire country would collapse internally. It's the only sector that's really growing, except for the bankers who are continuing to purchase their own stocks back, running the stock market up through BlackRock, which I thought I'd throw that in there real quick too. By the way, Joe Biden also says that on day one, he is putting an executive order on, on transgender rights in sports and bathrooms. Again, this goes right back to the Kabbalist teaching that God's a hermaphrodite, and that basically the closest thing you could be to God is to be a transgender or a hermaphrodite. And this is where we find ourselves again, right back to the gay canyon with his transgender wife, and Joe Biden now ordering transgender rights in sports and bathrooms again, because it's all part of the Kabbalist worship of what they want, being brought to you by the Zohar. Listen to Friday's show and you will understand who's running the planet and how they're doing it. Austin, what do you think? Go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Oh, that's was very well said. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely going to have to be, again, 
some grassroots movement and standing our ground, especially on local communities and local areas when it comes to cities, counties, and states with a lot of these things that are going to be coming in. If they have the ability to come in in California and completely violate the Second Amendment right in the state of California, then we have the ability to come in and say absolutely no to unlawful, illegal, unconstitutional, and completely and totally immoral laws or regulations they try to force upon us. So again, continue to get the truth out there, my friends. I appreciate all the support. Thank you for the emails. There's another article that I was reading here earlier, and I wanted to bring this up because I know it probably affects a lot of people because this is a huge selling product. There is a company out there called Ring. Okay, A lot of people have seen this. A lot of people have it. It's a doorbell camera. It's a Bluetooth Wi-Fi doorbell camera. Really convenient use, not going to lie. It's also owned by Amazon. Surprise, surprise. And it's a camera at your front door on a doorbell. And you push the doorbell button and you have a doorbell ring, just like normal. Except there's a camera that basically records any movement or activity. You can set different settings on it, how you want it to go. And, of course, it's all Wi-Fi. And so what they have been founding now is that hundreds of police forces all across the U.S. have formed partnerships with this company so they can go in and request the information because technically the camera is owned by Ring, so the information that it records is technically Amazon's, even though it may be personal, even though it's running your house, even though you may have information or video on there you don't want shared. They allegedly have the ability to pretty much do anything they want in the terms and conditions, and now they're finding that law enforcement is using it all the time about collecting footage and getting information about it. In a confidential survey from Amazon Ring, the beta tester assessed the demand for a range of potential new features that say may be available in the future, one of which was object, facial, and license plate detection. Yeah, you heard that right. Object facial and license plate detection, meaning they can identify objects, including weapons, they can do facial recognition, and they can record license plates. That's how advanced this camera is. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up, I'm a huge proponent of having security. I like having a lot of security. I like having a lot of cameras. When I built my house, and I encourage anybody that wants to do cameras in your house, hardwire them. Every camera needs to have a home run to your DVR. Now, if you want to have your DVR connected to Wi-Fi or connected to the Internet, I suggest you hardwire it to Wi-Fi or the Internet, meaning you basically don't have, excuse me, it's not Wi-Fi, it would be Ethernet. The reason being is if you want to check it on your phone and watch it via Internet, you can do so. If you want to disconnect the internet to those cameras, meaning you have your own internal camera system that cannot be hacked. It is all internal, it is all home runs, and it is all basically based in your room. There is no internet connection. All you simply do is disconnect the ethernet cable out of it, and there's no connection to the internet whatsoever. Nothing can be hacked, nothing can be gotten into because everything is internal. I encourage people, that's the way to do it. These doorbell rings from Amazon, are very nifty. They're a great idea, I'm not going to lie, but they're also very easily hacked. And the fact that Amazon is asking people in a survey if they're okay with having object, facial, and license plate detection systems in those camera systems tells me they're going to start using these in the very near future to spy and record anything and everything around people's homes, just like they do with Aleska, 
just like they do with all the other Google things they have now with these smart TVs and their smart refrigerators and everything else. So again, I encourage you, stay away from a lot of this stuff. And also to unplug your Wi-Fi at night. That's one of the best things you can do. A lot healthier for your brain, a lot easier on your system. So again, just a little side bit for today with the Amazon rings. And so thank you again for the support of Health Masters. If you guys need anything, be sure to check out healthmasters.com, the product of the week, the Aquatrace 4-ounce. This formula is very strong. This is designed to put in the distilled water. It's also very good to put in your storage water as well. as a full mineral spectrum to it. It's very potent. You don't need a lot, a couple drops. And uh, great, great product for increasing minerals in distilled water. Adds everything you want and nothing that you don't want back into the water. It's a very good formula on sale right now on the website at healthmasters.com. Be sure to check out if you guys need any of the meat buckets or the organic food buckets. We just got another batch in stock of both. We've been trying to continually stay up with the supplier and keep these things rolling as a lot of people continue to run out of this. And I think this year we're going to see an interesting situation when it comes to the entire food supply of the country, just my opinion, with what we've seen over the last couple of years. And also, to be sure, Stay strong. Keep your immune system going. If you guys need anything, the virus protection kit on the website on sale for over 15% off right now at healthmasters.com. I really appreciate you. Thank you again for the support. Keep your areas secure. Keep your family and friends protected. Continue to stay awake and stay alert. I appreciate everything you guys do. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. 